0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T.
1: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast "How Rude Tanneritos. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
2: Listen, listen, listen. Just keep talking. Look, look, if they they talking, if they talking to you, they not talking to each other. Hood politics. I is so hood right now. Hood politics, y'all. Here was the game my sister and I used to play when we knew one of us was finna get a whooping. (laughs) Look here, just keep mama talking. I used to, look, this is what I used to do. I used to, when I knew one of us was in trouble and wasn't nowhere in the world that there would not be any shrapnel. Now, look, in case you don't know, I'm black. And here's the thing. When one kid in trouble, everybody in trouble. So... To protect your own booty, you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes you gotta work together. And then his was crazy. Even if it's one of them's fault, they may mess around and be like mad at you for snitching. They like don't be snitching on your sister. Now turn to your sister. Now she in trouble. But anyway, the point is just keep talking. So I would start cleaning the house. I would clean up. I would be showing it, Mama. Look at look how good this. Look how good I clean this house because I just don't want her. To talk to dad. Cause if she talked to dad, then that means we're gonna have some consequences and repercussions. It's gonna be a situation. Just keep talking. Show them all the good things you've been doing. I don't have to be about nothing. Just keep talking. <laughs> I applied this sometimes to dealing with some hood niggas is with the shits. Some you keep them laughing. If you can keep them laughing, you know what I'm saying? Not to distract you from the situation that might go down had they had a chance to communicate. Sometimes, niggas, you hear somebody, talking, man, I'm tired of this talking, man, quit talking. And when you got to throw them, you got to throw them. It is what it is. Sometimes you just got to chuck them. But if you keep them talking, you understand what I'm saying? Then you can stop the stuff from happening. But you have to remember, every weapon you got, they got. There was a moment in Los Angeles when, a, when the call came from, from apparently from prison to stop the drive-bys because it just, it, they just not G, you know, according to them. But, like, that's one reason. But the other reason was you have to remember cars go both directions. You ride on somebody's hood, they gonna ride back. Now, a true hoodster knows that, like, this is what I signed up for. They understand. As the saying goes, they bust, we bus. So, whatever weapon you got, they probably got too. So, whether it's talking or shooting, be careful. They bust, we bust. Filibuster with hoes. <laughs> Let's talk about filibusters, hood politics. So, look, you got Texas Democrats peacing out like I'm just not even going to stay in the state. Y'all can't y'all can't cast this final vote if if we not there. So they they didn't went all the way to Washington, at at least at the point that I'm I'm recording this, (laughs) you know, because if they stayed in state, Texas could have sent state troopers, could have sent Walker, Texas Ranger to come get them. niggas. That's they laws. You also got on the Hill Republicans filibustering. You need to know what the hell a filibuster is and why everybody doing everything they do. Then you got the progressive Democrats being like, why you ain't breaking the filibuster, Joe? Say something. Come on, man. Put on for the hood. You going Come on, dog. Like we all telling you, yo, you need to stop this doing this. And Joe just going, yeah, Republicans, y'all got to stop. But he ain't, he ain't about that action. Like the action would be. Bruh, OK, you got the power to to end this mug. The question is, nigga, what the hell a filibuster? And what is everybody in a tip for? So, what's the big deal? Why are we even talking about a filibuster again in the first place? Well, how today's gonna go is I'm gonna tell you like what the issue is, what a filibuster is, history of filibuster, and maybe try to use our antennas to understand why this mug exists and why Joe ain't doing nothing about it. Cause it look right now he just getting punked by the Republicans. Like, I don't know why you just letting these people do what the hell you wanna do. But actually I have a theory as to why, but I don't know. Anyway. We're talking about voting. We're talking about voter suppression, voter fraud, and voter rights. It's all around voting. Okay. You got the John C. Lewis Voter Rights Act, H1 or H4, right? That has to do with the uh, protection around different hindrances that seem to have been promoted. Let's be real, they were promoted by it by really the Trumpites mainly because of this big old lie <laughs> that there was widespread voter fraud throughout last election. And the extremes uh, would say that, you know, Trump won and there's 5,000 people that were dead that already voted. None of this stuff is real. You should thought out those votes. This really didn't count. And you could go back. I feel like the biggest The biggest defense against this is you go back to Lindsey Graham, who owned the block. Lindsey Graham was like, all right, word. okay, I'm going to go ride for y'all. Give me the receipts. Show me. You say five thousand. Show me. them. Show me. Give me give me ten. Give me ten examples. And he was like, y'all still ain't got me no examples. And it's like, nigga, I'm on your side. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go earn for the block, man. I'm trying to go put on for y'all. I'm not the enemy, fam. I ain't the I'm trying to put on for you. You can't give me no receipts. I want to go fight for you, like damn, you give me some receipts, cut. You know what I'm saying? Was was uh, Mr. Graham stand right? So that to me is like tells you a little more about you know what's going on. And then what kept happening out of some of the conservative voices is they kept saying we got to change this voting stuff because if we don't, we gonna keep losing. Which kind of sound like if we just what you kind of saying is if enough people get access to vote, they not gonna vote for us. So we got to make sure y'all don't get access to vote, right? So you have all these things that was happening under under the banner of protecting the integrity of the the quality of our voting. So like re-looking at the um, Arizona thing, and and I don't know if y'all were up on that, like the Arizona election has been recounted multiple times and it's still like, nigga, like we finding clerical errors, but dog, like... You, they ain't know this. Look, we just not seeing this conspiracy, you know, that you trying to tell me. So now out in Texas, this is how these two things are are connected out in Texas. They trying to say, OK, listen, this is what we need to do. We need to make sure you don't get a day off work to go vote. It has to be in person. It's got to be normal business hours. And if you don't make it there, you're not allowed to give people water. You're not allowed to give people this. under this idea that like by Doing all these extra things, making it, making voting more accessible, having voter IDs and to be like, we don't know if you, is that, is that a dead social security number? Like, we don't know who this person is. What if you vote twice? If you mail in and come to the thing, like, it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? We need to make sure that, like, this vote is as fair as possible. And look, we trying to help y'all. Now, listen, voter fraud happens. Don't get it twisted. Uh, It's just, it's just not really the at the scale that they saying like we just don't have no evidence of that and dudes is admitting like homie from Michigan that uh came forward and said there was a whole bunch of mail ballots that was right he came forward and was like nah i was capping like it's, it's just not what they said it was so they like we trying to pass this the 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 problem is a lot of these things number 1 they harkened back to a time which were called the black codes which was purposefully trying to stop Black people from voting. Because when we came out to vote, nigga, we put our people in office. Do you know what I'm saying? Because voting, believe it or not, newsflash, works, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But there's that. So it harkens back to those times. And then secondly, it often penalizes lower income people. So it's not necessarily just black folks, but it's just lower income people, people that don't have access, right? You know what I'm saying? It's important to acknowledge the distinction between a right and a privilege is by virtue of your citizenship, you have the right to vote. I don't have to show you nothing except for the fact that I'm a citizen. So when you say, well, just having an ID is like, I mean, that's just like, it's maybe it's an inconvenience, but who ain't got ID? There's plenty of people ain't got ID you just can't deny my constitutional right cuz I ain't got no ID. Like I don't I don't know what else to say. Now, practically speaking, there's a lot of different ways to verify a person's identity, you know, but when you add that to these other things like polls close at 5, you can't mail in. So it's like, well, if I can't if I can't miss a day of work, you telling me I can't miss it, you telling me I you telling me we don't get the day off, I got to miss a day of work, and if I can't miss a day of work, I can't send it in early. You don't want me to mail it in. It's almost like you don't want me to vote. You know what I'm saying?
0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T.
2: There's a great pod on the Throughline podcast about. Frederick Douglass and why he believed voting was so important and it's it's like he's really even back then capturing like captured the understanding of like there is real power in this especially because if you understand what was happening right after right during reconstruction how hard they went to make sure that black people did not vote was oh nigga you just showed your cards I mean, then they had this thing called this grandfather clause, which was hilarious, which was like, hey, if your granddaddy voted in 1860, then you can vote. Well, nigga, obviously nobody black granddaddy voted in 1860. So like, it's just, we know what you're doing. You're putting all these undue burdens on people that don't have the privileges that everybody else do. So what they are trying to say is like, voting shouldn't be harder. And so the Democrats chose like, we've been trying to argue this, that like y'all bugging. But if you are not finna like, listen then we just gonna bounce now this has been done before it was just the other way around they bust we bust the republicans have walked out of texas legislature before they bust we bust now they're using the same tactic now move that back to the hill on capitol hill it's still the same idea of of voting right of passing laws that would make sure that there's equal protection under the law for people despite their socioeconomic, racial, ethnic access. We, voting should be more accessible. You're not allowed to put hindrances and obstacles in front of constitutional rights. You know what I'm saying? You could put them in front of privileges, like a driver's license. And just because you're a citizen don't mean you get to drive, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but just because you're a citizen, you get to vote. You. You're over 21, you get to vote. It is what it is. Like it just comes with it. it's a package deal, right? So they're trying to uh, pass some laws that have more protection about that. Now the now the specificity of the law is not the point of this this pod, but what the Republican legislator is doing is a thing called filibustering. It's a it's a tool you use. I'm gonna get into the specifics of this later, but I I, I want to set the stage here. When somebody presents a bill, we post a debate on it, right? So you 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 do this point, this point, this point, and the law says we can't stop we can't stop to vote on it until everybody gets their piece off, until you able to fly and land your plane. You know what I'm saying? Everyone gets to land their plane before we vote, right? You have to let this nigga finish. That's why I said in the beginning, sometimes. Your best defense is to keep talking. Nigga, if you could keep talking, you know what I'm saying? If you could keep keep these niggas occupied on some other shit, maybe you you could stop a decision from being made. You know what I'm saying? So if right now, if you're not the Senate majority, you're the Senate minority, one of your ways, because you know, because how the numbers work, that... Y'all ain't going to ever get your way. So one line of defense is to just keep talking, is to make sure that y'all never do get to vote on it. Right. I'm going to get into the history of like how this has been used in a second. But that's one thing that's happening right now is this is Republicans are, proverbially speaking, still talking. Now, the Democrats are looking at President Biden, who's supposed to be like the top of the top of the hood. And they like, hey, hey, homie. Can you tell them niggas to shut the fuck up so we can finish this? Damn, nigga, you know, the rules we could we could end this shit with a cloture. You we, we could I mean, we could do a 51 a person vote. You could change the rules right now. It takes 60 people. We could change it to 51. Nigga, you got the power to do it. Like, why you not putting on? Damn, man. Like, you we, you can end this shit right now. Matter of fact, the whole party asking you, like, what the hell, man? Like, in the filibuster. But he not. But let's step back, though. The hell is a filibuster? A filibuster is talking a bill to death. What do I mean by that? It's a tactic of delaying action on a legislation because you can't pass a law until everyone gets to land a plane. Now I'm a quote from the Senate.gov what they say straight from the website. The tactic of using long speeches to delay an action on legislation appeared in the very first session of Senate. On September 22nd, 1789, Pennsylvania Senator William McClay wrote in his diary that the design of the Virginians was to take away the time so that we could not get the bill passed. As a number of filibusters grew in the 19th century, the Senate had no formal process to allow a majority to end the debate and force a legislation. Why you think Virginia ain't want a law passed? The hint is racism, nigga, slavery. Right. So basically it's me at the house going, but look, 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 mom. But wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. Listen, before you talk, but wait, wait, but listen, look, 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 look. wait. No, you know, and let me tell you about my homework. Oh, matter of fact, you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I learned at church today. You you just I'm coming up with a million things just to keep saying on because I don't want her to go. Just keep talking to avoid the whooping. The filibuster is whether it's praise for better or for worse. We're going to go through like pros and cons about it. But what it's saying is I'm going to stop the vote on this. Even if I can't give you a real reason as to why this is a bad vote or why this is a bad idea. Maybe it's just as simple as my constituents don't want it. The hood don't like it. But I really don't have no other real reasons for it. But I'm just it's just bad. I like and if you're a political minority in the deadlock that we're in now, like if you think about the way that our Congress has looked, where it's like whoever's got the majority in Congress, if there's more Republicans, then Republican laws passed. There are more Democrats. Everybody votes along party lines. They're not going to nobody. everybody's holding the line. So like you can't get nothing passed anyway. So and if you know, it's like you can't just be out there and do nothing, nigga, like I can't do nothing. So what do you do? Well, you just talk. Now, the name filibuster, which is the craziest, I love it because it sounds like filibuster. uh, It's derived from a Dutch word called freebooter and the Spanish word filibusteros to describe the pirates raiding then the Caribbean islands. And the term began to appear in the American legislative debates in the 1850s. And it was supposed to be like a throwback to like, yo, you just like a... You're just going to take over. You're just going to pirate. You're just going to pirate this mug. Just take over the whole thing. Claim it as yours by just not talking. You filibustered, dog. Now, because of these filibusters, there's a thing called cloture that we talked about before. It's a method of ending the debate and bringing it to the vote. So if you are the majority in Congress and you like, nigga, if this nigga don't shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm calling for cloture, right? Which is a way of ending the debate saying, nigga, we vote now. I don't care. I don't care what it is. And only the majority can do that. And that's what the Democrats are asking Biden to do. Now, the way to pull that off right now is you need 60 votes. Problem is, we probably not going to get 60 votes, but he has the right to change it to 51. Because 60 votes means you asking nine Republicans to flip on their hood. So the move is to change that to 51 votes. Now, we got 51 because that's just Democrats. I'm sure we can get 51 of us to be like, shut the fuck up, except for Mnuchin which is a whole other thing. Mnuchin don't care. That nigga in West Virginia, you think you think he gonna make them white boys mad? <laughs> it's harder to get 60. Everybody like, come on, nigga, you got the, Biden, you got the gun in your hand, nigga. Pull the, pull the damn trigger, cut. Like, why you not shooting? You can't just point the gun and talk. And this is what he does. When the, and, the, and this is what's crazy is in the speeches, the speeches he's been giving about this, it's like, it's real slick because he's talking big. He's talking like, Nah nigga watch out nigga I'm, I'm finna ride on y'all I'm finna bust man don't don't mess with me man I'm gonna change it man what's wrong with y'all why y'all doing this You know this ain't no good Demo- The hood like Democrats like well nigga Shoot what's, what's all this talking for Either you gonna do it or you not Like nigga we telling you what to do You asking it like that's what you can't just go out there And just drag them and it almost make it So you start thinking nigga are you the op or not Like why you not you scared of them Nigga are you scared of them Is that why you not pulling this trigger I don't know I'm going to continue on. Uh, The earliest filibuster also led to the first demands for culture, a method of ending the debate. In 1841, the Democratic minority attempted to run the clock on the bill to establish a national bank. Filibusters became more frequent in the late 19th and early 20th century, leading to the serious debate about changing Senate rules to curtail this practice. At that point, the Senate has grown larger and busier, and the sheer amount of work to be done in each session meant that filibustering senator could disrupt the process of a body and gain concessions from senators who just wanted to get their bills passed. So what he's trying to say is this, like, you got an agenda of like, nigga, we got to run through 72 laws, and we at law number three, and you up there reading Cat in the Hat. I mean, I'm not making this up niggas would just get up there and read out their diaries because you can't you're not allowed to shut me up everybody gets to land their plane so you just run the clock out and at some point fools will be like all right nigga if I vote no will you shut the fuck up so we can move on like damn because as a senator you like well I got bills I'm trying to get past we need to get to mine because I'm trying to shine too so it's actually I mean what sucks about it is it works any of y'all ever ran the clock out on your moms <laughs> boy if you don't stop talking listen okay if I let you go to this party, will you shut up and let me finish what I'm doing? Like, God, dog, you ran the clock out on your mama? <laughs> I, 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 I have a few times. It works, unless you're on the other side of the gun, because sometimes your mama run the clock out on you. Hey, before you go, make sure you do this, you should do this, you do this, and then you get the lecture, and she trying to tell you why well, you need to stop at your grandma's house, and then after that, make sure you pick up these cigarettes for this, and then after that, you know what I'm saying? And you just like, forget it, I ain't going no more. <laughs> Now, one of the most major filibusters that has to do with me and you has to do with Jim Crow, and Jim Crow South. Us trying to get equal rights under the law. Part of the holdup was, nigga, a filibuster. So for us people of color, specifically black people, specifically her folk, oftentimes throughout history, this filibuster has been about our rights to vote. And it's like, nigga, in 2021, you know, the record for the longest individual speech goes to South Carolina's Storm Thurmond, who filibustered for 24 hours and 18 minutes against the Civil Rights Act of 1957. Now, the old school style is like you had to actually stand in Senate and talk. But, you know, the Internet and a pandemic meant that that's just it's just not feasible like oh and it's not necessary now you don't have to actually stand up there and talk you can just say hey i want to continue the debate hey i'm i i got some ideas hey we can't vote yet i still got thoughts you don't have to actually stand there and give the speech which i kind of like man that's kind of not g you know what i'm saying like i thought it was kind of g that like if you really gonna do this if you really gonna do this to us nigga you need to stand there you know you know what i'm saying But nobody wants to stand there and listen because, I mean, it's awful. Now, who can filibuster? Any senator. They just need to give notice that they intend to do this. And usually you give your party a a heads up that you finna do this. And then the most frequent and formal step is just to be like, I object. And then the other senators say, hey, hey, we can't move on because this fool objects. Now, that senator can ask to speak, but he does not have to speak, like I said, because all you're trying to do is just start the buster again to end the filibuster you have to have this super weapon which is called cloture right like we said before which ends it now you need it to be a 60 votes right which is basically three-fourths vote of the senate right but the democrats now are asking to move that down to 51 because this shit is ridiculous it's been happening since clearly it's a design flaw you know what i'm saying like at least that's that's the perception if it's been in every possible senate since the beginning of the country. Now, if the cloture passes, it dictates that there's a maximum 30 hours of debate, meaning, okay, nigga, it's just one more day. Then we have to vote on the measure. But then if cloture does not pass, then the filibuster remains in limbo and the Senate has to move on to other other stuff. So that means like we pulled a cloture, cloture didn't pass. That means you still don't get to come back to your hood and be like, look, this what I got for you. You don't get to do it. Right. Now there's a thing called the nuclear option. That's the 51 votes I'm talking about from a supermajority to just a majority. So in 2013, the Democrats actually deployed the nuclear option uh, after being frustrated by the Republicans' use of the filibuster against then-President Obama's administration and federal court nominees, right? They removed the 60-vote threshold, but hold up, they bust, we bust. And then the Republicans did it in 2017, Triggering the nuclear option as well to get nominees through. This is what I mean by they bust, we bust. And this is a calculation you got to make when you are on top. If I pull this trigger, I ain't going to be on top the whole time. They might pull the trigger back on me. Now, if you a gangster, you've already made that calculation when you signed up. Of course they going to pull back. Of course they going to shoot back. But that don't mean I don't shoot. So the question you got to look at Biden at and be like, are you a killer or not? Nigga, did you sign up for this or not? What is you what is you doing? But the point is, the filibuster has been a part of the American Senate process since the beginning. The question is, do you think we should or should not have one? Some say, again, it's the only respite that the minority party in power has. Because if not, like, nigga, nothing will never be able to do anything. And then it's like, it's basically a one party. I mean, is it? So look, so the arguments for a filibuster, uh, think of it like this. It's like, yo, it promotes compromise. Like, it makes fools compromise. It provides a constraint. This is what I've been trying to argue right now. It's like, it provides constraints over the party in power. And... It supports confidence in American governance. These are the arguments for it. And then the arguments against what we'll get to later is like, nigga, you know that's not what they're doing and you know you're being racist. But <laughs> let's go back to the four, right? Quote, let's see, Mark Decian from the Washington Post. He says, the Democrats should take stock of everything they delayed and derailed under Trump because of the filibuster. And then imagine that all that and more enacted by a simple majority vote when the Republicans gain control of Congress and the presidency, which they eventually will, which is the whole argument. Look, they bust, we bust. The filibuster allowed the Democrats to constrain the Republicans from enacting what the Democrats considered to be a radical agenda under a populist right wing president. If they eliminate that too, and they act their own radical agenda, they would rue that decision when they become the minority. So they like, look, be careful now because you ain't going to always be in power, right? And then here's Daniel Lips from the Federalist Society, January 20th, 2021. Historically, the Senate was designed to work its will to reach consensus rather than to react of the passions of the day and simply implement the will of the majority. And it forces lawmakers of opposing political parties to work together and compromise. We can already see the cost of eliminating the need for bipartisan support of nominations. It has eroded public confidence. Approving cabinet officials, judges, and justices along only party lines has been followed by lawmakers and public questioning of their legitimacy. Extending the, check this out, majoritarian power to major legislation would further erode public's trust and increase the focus on political strategies to win a majority rather than govern. So he's trying to say what we obviously know always happens, which is, look, if you're the majority, you're going to get your will. And that's just not fair. The, the public don't trust us. We got to have some tool to stop this just stupid cycle from continuing. So if the government gonna trust it, you're going to trust the laws we put in place that they ain't just political laws. The people we put in position ain't just political positions. We got to have something right to make you trust us. You with it? Now, so the two big arguments against it is like, yo, it's deeply racist and it has no historical merit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to start with the historical merit part. I'm going to quote Carolyn Fredrickson from the Burning Center of Justice in October 30th on 2020. She says this. Now, watch this. Some Americans mistakenly believe that the filibuster originated in 1789 and was a part of the framers' plan to how the Senate should function. It plainly was not. The Constitution leaves it up to the House and the Congress to set its own rules. Indeed, the framers considered and rejected the idea of requiring supermajorities for legislation, as Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist 22, to give a minority negative upon the majority, which is always the case, where more than the majority is uh, requisite to a decision, is in its tendency to subject the sense of a greater number than that of the lesser. They knew such built-in obstruction could doom a republic. Tellingly, the filibuster did not become a rule or a practice of the Senate until 129 years later after the Constitution was ratified. Moreover, Not only is the Constitution silent about the matter, but it prescribes the supermajority votes only for very specific subjects such as treaties. And making clear that the simple majority is the expectation of other circumstances, including legislation, that indicates supermajorities are required by the filibuster and otherwise disfavored. That's a lot of words. Here's what she's trying to say. What she's saying is, look, this was never the plan. And you know, this wasn't a plan. And if a simple majority worked for everything, why you got to do this extra super majority like this? Even Alexander Hamilton knew this wasn't a plan. So don't act like don't act like it was always like this. It wasn't. Now, peep this Rashad Robinson um, in March 1st of 2021. The nature of the filibuster, its rules and norms is hardly an ironclad tradition. It has changed and adapted greatly over the years since it first became popular in the civil rights era. But what hasn't changed is its enduring connection to racism. The filibuster has always stood in the way of racial progress, whether employed by the Southern Democrats in the Jim Crow era or the Republican Party today as a major shift in the party stance on racial equality. When you understand the filibuster's racist past, it becomes clear that it has a racist present as well. We just need to get rid of it. It's crazy when you see something that's systematically racist. But. Is there so long? It's almost like when you bake a cake, you can't, when you bite the cake, you don't taste the flour no more. You don't taste the eggs. You just taste the cake. This argument is that's a filibuster. And some would argue that's the electoral college. Electoral college was to make sure that states with a lot of black people, a lot of free black people don't have an advantage (laughs) over states. That used to enslave black people, and this Voting Rights Act from 1957 was even more in this same practice of like, yo, y'all just you're 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 diverting the point. You're doing this because you don't want brown folk to have rights. And what's so crazy about it right now is it's almost like nigga, this is happening again. Y'all don't you don't want us to have to protect our, our voting rights. So you you doing it again. But you can step back and say, well, no, it's just a procedure. What are you talking about? It, it's just a procedure. It's because now I can't taste the flour no more. It's already, it's, it's, it's in the cake. If I keep talking, <laughs> you can't vote. But you gotta remember, whatever weapon I got they got but nigga you on top now you gonna shoot or not you gonna put on for us or what we put you on you post a ride for us and it's a good cause you afraid to shoot i thought you knew what you signed up for oh all right well maybe you not a gangster Y'all, this mug was recorded and edited by Me Propaganda right here in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. Y'all can follow me at Prop Hip Hop on all the socials. You can follow. The hood politics pod itself at hood politics pod, where we be trying to make takes on stuff that aren't really big enough for a whole episode, but definitely needs a little bit of clarity. This mug was scored, edited, mixed, and mastered by the one and only Headlights. Y'all go follow my dog, Matt Auswelski. I still don't know how to say his name. I'm glad he changed it to Headlights. Follow him on his socials at Headlights underscore music. Telling you hear all these new other fly tracks this fool be making. And the theme music was done by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips DJ Sean P. And y'all remember every time you check in, if you understand the hood, you could understand politics. Shouts to iHeartMedia for making this happen.